You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 7 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. We're live on Instagram again. Um, we're not going to lie. The Canadians had a good game and a bad game. So we wanted to hear from the fans because, look, we're not happy. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. This team is just so inconsistent. And we mention this every episode, but it's a reality right now with this team that they struggle at winning a few games in a row. And it's a problem because good hockey teams, especially the successful ones in the playoffs, are the ones that get hot. Are the ones that get hot early. Right before the playoffs start. Mm -hmm. And we have seen no signs of that at all. At all. I'm just a little concerned because I like what Bergevin has put in place. And this might be a topic of conversation for after, but I don't know if he made the necessary moves at the deadline to allow this team to compete. I don't think he had to. I I disagree. I disagree. You think you think there was look, he made the acquisitions of John Merrill. And he got Gustafson for a very good price. Yeah. Yeah. However, the problem that I have, and I've talked about it before, but I've seen it more recently. The problem that I have is that the Habs are a team that work best as a unit. But the problem is, is that when one line is not going one night, that's where the inconsistency comes into exactly. play. We don't have that guy that can take over. And that's what bugs me. And I'm not saying that a deadline acquisition would have helped that cause. But it wouldn't have hurt it either. I think... Look, there's a lot of teams that have game changers. And all of those game changers came internally. Mm-hmm. A trade deadline doesn't win you the Stanley Cup unless you're trading for depth pieces. Um, look, I have the questions here. Okay, I'll look good. at them now. And we'll see what what our fans oh, have to say. Oh, you can see the questions right now? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So Frank Forchone says, when team struggles, you have to shorten the bench. Right? I agree. For sure. And I've made the comment about Drewing. Yeah. We don't have to go down that alley again. They're giving him opportunity also. He's on the power play. And he's just a lot not... of opportunity. Sorry, I don't know if you're able to see the actual questions. I think you're able to see the comments, not the questions themselves. Because I saw a couple questions from Chris, oh, yeah? Najim, and Jason Dankner. Mm-hmm. I could just point them out right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. The first question from Chris was, when will Cole Caulfield crack the lineup and who will his line, eight, line mates be? I... Look, this morning he skated in the morning skate. And then Ducharme said with salary cap issues. Um, it's not easy. It's Yeah. It, it's going to take an injury, unfortunately. 
But I don't understand because Gallagher's on LTIR. And I saw something from Cap Friendly saying that Cole Caulfield's cap hit is 1.3 million because of Gallagher's LTIR. I don't know. It's super confusing with Taxi Squad, but I would have loved to see him tomorrow against the Senators. And especially because on the other side of things, Shane Pinto is getting his debut and he played college hockey. He was a runner-up for the Hobie Baker as well. Be a nice clash. I just... Stahl can't be put um, on the taxi squad because his cap won't be removed mm-hmm. if he's put on taxi squad. Byron Byron can go on the taxi squad because I think there's still a few more games left till he has to go through waivers. So he can go there without waivers. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not worried that someone's going to claim him. And honestly, this whole conversation and just because I saw a question and I think it's relevant, is the whole Stamkos-Kucherov situation. situation. Because they put Stamkos on LTIR. And it seems... I don't know if you're following it at all, but it also seems like yeah. Kucherov is fairly healthy. Tampa Bay is very fishy. I, mean, I, th- I Honestly, in my opinion, I think Kucherov has been healthy for a few weeks now. So do I. But on Instagram, I saw a picture of him sitting on the bench... In, in a regular jersey. They're rigging the system. Look, they're... I, I gotta give them credit, right? They're using it to a, their advantage. There That's the better word. There rigging. But Stamkos and Kucherov are both gonna show up in the playoffs. But Tampa really is not impressing me. Like, in, like they're not playing very good hockey. Tampa. Like, they're winning. Look, again, I'm gonna give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. Stamkos is injured. You know... No Kucherov. I mean, at the end of the day, the reason they're winning games, in my opinion, is because of Andre Vasilevsky. 100%. He's been incredible. She's passed last night? He had two assists. <laughs> One of them, breakout pass to the far blue line. Killorn 2-0 with Sorelli. Beautiful. But look, let's go back to the Habs here mm-hmm. because Chris still asked the line mates. We didn't answer that. We did not answer that. I'd like to see him with Kotkaniemi. Or I'd like to see him with Dano and Tatar. Because that those two players are rolling mm-hmm. every night. Playing they're there. very well. Playing very well. And if they could have a finisher like Cole? I'm just thinking, because the problem I have with our team right now is that we have a lot of young players, right? Kakaniemi, Suzuki. Two, those are two of the main pieces I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that Bergevin built the team around those two players. And I think if you want your young players to succeed, you have to set them up for success. And I don't know if Josh Anderson and Toffoli are the solution. As much as they've contributed this year, I don't think that they are the pieces that need to play alongside these players for them to take that next step in their development. And who would you put? It's some. It's players not on our team right now, unfortunately. Really? I don't know. I like them. I like them too. Yeah. They've contributed about 35 goals to our team this season. I'd rather that than like Joe Thornton. Oh, any day of the week. I hate <laughs> Joe Thornton. Um, Is there another, got question? another question? Yeah, there's two more. So one's from Corey Dankner. Yeah. He says, if the Habs were in a different division, would they be in a playoff spot? 
depends what division. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if they were in Tampa's division, the fourth spot right now, I'm pretty sure is going to Nashville or Chicago. I could see them taking that fourth spot. The Canadian division isn't extremely tough. It's just that the Canadians are kicking themselves game in and game out. Well, I don't know if I agree with you there because I think that the division itself has a lot of skilled players and stacked teams, but I think it's the goaltending that lacks. A lot of goals are being scored on a night-in, night-out basis. I still think on paper, like entering this season, the Canadians should have been top three, but they're just not playing the way they should. Mm Mm-hmm. They're so inconsistent. Like it's every game. Yeah. No. It's some, you don't know what team to even, expect. I'm not even going to give yeah. my opinion on that because honestly, I think I, I think I honestly overused the word inconsistent. It's crazy. Yeah. We could title every episode inconsistency. Yeah. And we have another question here from Attila. He says thoughts on Eric Stahl. Look, I like him where he is now on that fourth line. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think he I like should him be with there. Perry, with Perry and Lekkonen. He shouldn't be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he slowed down Eric Stahl. He's not the same player he Again, was. He's 36, right? He's at the end of his career, and now he's being brought in for leadership purposes more than anything. Yeah, but he makes the right decisions on the ice. That's what I like about him. He does, yeah. Like, it's very simple. Mistakes. Simple, straightforward hockey. Mm-hmm. For sure. Maybe if you can open the live on your phone and you can see comments and not questions. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because I could see the questions, just not the comments. Because I'm open on that tab. Uh, William Mendelssohn says, I think Evans will have more of a direct impact on the fourth. I don't disagree. As opposed to Eric Stahl, he's saying? Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't I disagree. Love, I love Jake Evans. I just... I'm curious to see if he would be a good player on the wing. Evans? Yeah. He's still young. Less responsibility. I don't know. I Lekkonen bothers me. I think he's been playing good hockey, though. He just can't finish. It, the Canadians need goals. Mm-hmm. No more. Like, their PK is fine without him. I'm not going to lie. If you put Evans instead of Lekkonen, there's not much of a change. And you need to score. Mm-hmm. This guy's missed. I don't know how many open nets. Yeah. It's a little concerning. Because you, the... It, ch- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going <laughs> to say a, a large chunk of our goals near the beginning of the season and even to date have mainly come from Anderson to Foley and even Petrie. We need goals. And we have an elite... And elite in all caps goal score on the taxi squad right now. Like, I think there's a spark if he joins the lineup. If Cole Caulfield is in the lineup, there's some sort of spark that's going to kick in. I hope so. And if so. you take out a guy like Lekkonen, look, Lekkonen you're going to have to put through waivers. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone claims him. I think that's why. You can only put him as a healthy scratch. Mm. Which... Eats up cap. Is he on a one-way contract, I'm assuming? Yeah, definitely. That's just off the top of my head, but I wouldn't see him with a two-way. No, I think you're right. I see 
look, Byron's had a good game with uh, with Tatar and Dano. They played well. But I'd like to see Caulfield in. The youth is playing well. Youth is playing really well. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I would like to see an uptake in Suzuki's game, to be honest. He's looked better in the past couple games. But what bothers me the most is that I think that he has become a pass-first guy. Not saying that he's not an incredibly skilled passer or playmaker. But the goals that he scored this year are beautiful goals on the power play. Mm -hmm. But regardless, he has a great shot. I think that if he started shooting a little more, you would see a lot more offensive production from him. That's my take. Because he's crazy skilled. Yeah. It just goes unnoticed because he's a 200-foot player as opposed to a guy that's just an offensive zone threat. Mm -hmm. he, he does it at both ends of the ice. It just goes unnoticed. Frank says, now to the end of the season, do you play defensive or offensive? I'm going to give a bold take right here. Okay. Carey Price will return as playoff bubble Carey Price. And you can go full offensive. Look, I like to take... But they were scoring I goals just, at the start of the season, like it was the easiest thing in the world. I just and feel Carey like Price was so laying them times. in. Sorry, sorry. I just, I just feel like I've heard that so many times. Yeah. No, like it's like, oh, Carey Price is going to return to that form, and I'd love to see it. I don't know. I don't know. It's something that bothers me so much because, again, it's just like the Habs inconsistency. One game he's the best goalie in the world, and the next he's a bottom five goalie. We need this, this, I'm not even saying the word. I can't, it bothers me to say it. I feel like I've overused it. You say it for me. There's too much. Inconsistency. Oh my God. Even <laughs> say Inconsistency. See, we say it too much. That we can't even say it properly anymore. Yeah. It's really bad. It is really bad because honestly, every night, every night that I go into a, go to watch a Habs game, right? Like tonight at 6 PM. I'm just, I don't know which Habs we're getting. I don't. Six o'clock. Six o'clock start. What a horrible start. Thank you, NHL. And then tomorrow, I think it's like four. But I guess it's on they Saturday. Can't. They can't. They can't what? Under the CBA, you can't have two games in less than 24 hours. No, but I'm pretty sure it's... Happening. If you go on the Canadian's website, it says TBA. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like they still haven't chosen. It, I think it has it's to really be six weird. or later. Is that two games at home? Yeah. These two games. Oh God, Mark! Are... Don't don't start with me. Don't even say it. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it anymore. So important. Enough with the so important. <laughs> because I actually saw a comment on Twitter, and he said, "I, I don't, sorry, I don't know who it was." Yeah. Someone said, "It was referring to the Calgary game last game," and they go, "This might be the most important Habs game of the season." Mark. It was a playoff game. Mark, I swear I've heard that that comment before. This is the most important game of the season. This is the most important game of the season. At this point, every game going forward is the most important game of the season. Yeah, but these Calgary games? Like, it, look, if you yeah. beat Calgary, let's say they beat them for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Calgary's gone. They're out of the playoff picture. Then it's just focusing on trying to climb up. But now, they're letting Calgary win and have hope. Instead of, you know what, let's get them out of the equation 
and move on. Say, no, let's... Markstrom, you're a beast. Let's just keep throwing the puck at your chest. They're giving them so much confidence. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's so frustrating. Like, as a Habs fan, I don't think this inconsistency is only this season, right? We've seen it before. Yeah, but not to this level. There's been, like, where they go on, like, a three, four-game win streak, and then eight-game losing streak. But, like, there's never been one game that completely dominated a team, and the next game, Laval would have played better. That's the problem. Like, last game, I'll, I'll note some of the things that bothered me the most. The breakout. Mm-hmm. Not being able to get get the puck out of the zone. And the offensive zone time. If I looked at the percentage of puck retrieval versus pucks dumped in, because for the viewers, hopefully they can hear me properly, but I'm just going to assume that they can. For the viewers that play hockey or know hockey, dumping in the puck is a method of retrieving the puck. You get the defenseman out of position, right? Yeah. I think the Habs last game, don't get me wrong, it was a bad effort. It was a bad game. But regardless, I think a reason for that is that we probably retrieved one puck. Maybe two if you're lucky. We're not winning any battles. We're not first on the puck. And it's crazy because let's say we did this this episode right after the Leafs game. Two nights before. Oh, we'd be the happiest Habs fans in the world. We're back in it. We're back in it. We're winning the cup. We beat the Leafs. Plan the parade. I can't. Here's the thing. Brett Kulak, the way he played against Calgary, retires number. What a game he had. Oh, you know, Yeah, he played amazing. And I, honestly, I think he's deserved more goals. Hey, that was my bold prediction, actually, by the way. Was no, it? No, it was like three Not weeks a, ago. Against Calgary. Three weeks ago. Yeah, he played a very good game. Yeah, he did. But you know what concerns me? Oh, that was a little bit high there. But you know what concerns me? What? Shea Weber. <laughs> I don't okay. want to bash the guy. Here's the thing. I don't want to. He's a turnover machine. He can't move. He doesn't do anything right. Someone asked Shea Weber. Oh, I saw this. Was this with John Liu? Maybe. They asked him how he feels about his minutes. Like, like, you know how Kawhi in the NBA sits to rest? Oh, load management. Load management. Yeah. And he said, no, I want more more minutes. minutes. More minutes. Imagine. Imagine. Let's play Shea Weber 26 minutes a night. See what happens. This is not 2010, people. <laughs> We're going to be in the lottery. Oh, my God. And the thing is, Dale Weiss on the Habs Tonight podcast, mm-hmm. shout out to them, said his value in the locker room, you cannot put a price tag on. And I don't disagree with that at all. Look, we're not in the locker room, but I could imagine for KK Suzuki Romanov, that's, that's super important. But someone like someone's got to tell him. I don't. I don't even know how you approach the situation because. I, go ahead. His decision making. Like oh we say it every God. episode. It's crazy. And I have a question because you brought it up to me a couple of days ago. When we were just talking about it. Yeah. He doesn't have a no movement clause. Does not. Right. Am I correct? He doesn't. <laughs> What Sorry, there's, there's a did comment. That he had the, did someone say that he has the best slap shot again? No, this, <laughs> there's a comment from Liam Baum. He said, put Weber in a suit behind the bench. 
I, there'll be a, that won't go on the cap. <laughs> my God. But does he have a, does he have a no movement clause or does he not? Look, That's what I, I was saying. At this point, it's it's a choice of if you respect the guy or not. Exactly. And that's we what I, do. But I think he has to be exposed. Last night, last night I was telling myself, if I'm Mark Bridgevain, I call Ron Francis in Seattle and say, take whatever you want from me, not name Cole, Cole Caulfield. Oh, come on. Don't give take, me that. Take Don't whatever, give me that. Take whatever you want, not name him. Okay, so Kakiyami, Suzuki. No, no, not on the roster. I'm talking prospect wise. Oh. <laughs> take anything you want. Just to take Tay Web- Shea Weber. That's what I was thinking last night. Take take my first round pick and take Shea Weber in the in the expansion draft. But then this morning I was listening to Dale Weiss, what he said, and I don't think that'll happen because of his impact in the room. And Romanov could really use a guy like that because I see Romanov and another hot take as a future captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Wow. Can barely speak English. Yeah, but do no, you see, I'm joking. But do you see the way he gets hyper on the bench? Yeah, he's a, he's. I doubt it's just smelling salts, <laughs> but he gets really hyper. He's he's Russian, so be careful. Like, I just see him as that type of guy who, with Kotkin, Emi Suzuki, that's the leadership group. Caulfield's gonna come in there. That's the future, and I think Shea Weber is here to make that transition. Because look, Kotkaniemi is only three months older than Caulfield with two seasons under his belt. And and you know what's crazy? I actually saw this on Twitter. He's going to get his next deal at 20 years old. His first deal after his entry-level contract mm-hmm. is going to be at 20 years old. Now, That's crazy. for reference, I heard or I saw somewhere that Josh Anderson and a couple other guys on the Habs, they were just making a reference that their entry-level contracts were at 22, 23. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Two to three years later. The league changed, though. Yeah, with younger players, right? Yeah. Getting opportunities early. Now, just to... Sh- sh- not sh- sh- Oh, my God. That was not okay. To shift this... I can't... I have, like, a list for what, something. What are you looking for? Shift. Shift, okay. Let's just go with switch. <laughs> That was embarrassing. Anyway, who has the worst contract? On the Montreal Canadiens? Weber or Carey Price? Weber. Yeah. Uh-huh. Weber. Weber, Weber, Weber. <laughs> I know Carey has a full no move, but... And you're not trading Shea Weber because... Who's taking on that cap? Well, well New, Jer- Seattle, New Jersey though. took PK. But, yeah, but it was... A- oh, yeah, that's true. Because they, it was for a bag of pucks. Mm-hmm. But also, my question is, is, is Seattle needs to fill their cap. Not they're not in cap hell. Yeah, look, if this is NHL franchise mode, <laughs> I'm I'm exposing Shea Weber, but he's the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. He has that locker room presence. Mark Bergevin said multiple times, this is a retool, not a rebuild, and a retool means with the leadership group you have in place, you build around that. I just don't see them letting him go like that. Yeah. That's $7 million, I mean, though, yeah. that you can put Look, I, I don't anywhere. see it happening either, but whatever. Any more comments? I don't see any questions, at least. I just see a few comments. You want to read um, them out? Yeah, I'll curious. try and find... Some are talking about Weber's slap shot, but 
here we go. This is in the All-Star game. And at the end of the day, in the past five games, I think he's maybe hit the net once. Once. William Mendelssohn says, hate to say it, but if Weber wasn't the captain, he wouldn't be playing much. He's not wrong. And the first step to that was taking him out of the three-on-three overtime. I think over the past couple overtimes, he hasn't played a minute. No. He hasn't stepped on the ice. With reason. I'm torn. I don't think it's just... The letter, though. Well, like, I think Weber's built. Fact, he's had a rep. He has a reputation. Yeah, look at his career, right? Yeah. How many? He's played almost. He's played fifteen years in the NHL. He's over a thousand games. Okay. Right. So he. Uh, it's just like Eric Stahl, right? It's like yeah. he knows his position on this team, and same with Corey Perry. However. Yeah, she needs a level to realize. Of respect. Yeah. She needs to realize because Corey Perry. I don't mind. He's making seven hundred fifty k league minimum. It. If Shea Weber was making 750k, he's making him. he's making almost 10 times that number. Yeah. Shea Weber. Yeah. Right? Like what is he making 7 mil? Mhm. Okay. So almost 10 times that number. Yeah. But I don't see him leaving. Yeah, I guess I don't either. Do we have do we have any other questions? Oh. If not, maybe comments. Okay. There, the questions don't load in real time, so I kind of missed a couple. But I just oh, I sec. have a comment here. Here, but give me a sec to read them, okay? Okay, go ahead. So, I'm just going to... Well... Okay, hold on. We're just reading them now just to see if we have any good ones. Because there's some comments about Caulfield here. Okay. I kind of like this question from yeah. Rylanbaum. Go ahead. He says, with Caulfield not really being able... With, with Caulfield not being eligible to get into the lineup... Yeah. Um... Which which player needs to step up the most? Number 14. Mm-hmm. It has to be. But I also want to see, see people stop babying Kotkaniemi, even though he's young. He has NHL experience now. We can't... There's going to be a time, a point in time, where people are going to have to stop saying, oh, he's still young, he's still developing. And he mm-hmm. is. I'm not taking that away yeah. from him. But we can't say this till he's 24. I see a different Kotkaniemi on the ice. No, so like, do I. But I mean, we need to face-offs. We need to see numbers. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest thing. I think what's going to lead to his success, especially at a young age, is when everyone's playing the same hockey night in and night out. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, tonight, we don't know when that's going to happen. Tonight he's probably playing with Anderson. And what are we talking about here? Kotkaniemi? Yeah. I think he's playing with Julian Anderson. Julian Anderson. Another question yep. from Attila, he, th- he asks, should we trade Price in the offseason? No. I don't think that's happening no, regardless. No, 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 no. It's not happening, but... First of all, even if he wasn't Carey Price, our savior, yeah, who would take that contract? No one. No Literally one. no one. Mm-hmm. It's not even no up one. for debate. I have another question here. <laughs> well, more of a, a hot... Not take, it's just... Whatever. Jason Danger says in NHL 21, price drops down to an 80 in year three. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear that, Jason. <laughs> what are we simulating now? <laughs> like, he was the best goalie. goalie. I was going to say goaltender, goalie. but I mixed them together. In the bubble, he was the best goaltender in the playoffs. Okay. 
now this is not talking about that comment, but it's it's on the same vein. Yeah. You can't tell me that since his new contract, he's done enough to earn that money. You cannot no. possibly no, no, tell no. me that. Not at all. But Carey Price was this team. He was the Montreal Canadiens for how many years before he got that contract? 2013, 2014, 2015. It's too bad that he had nothing to help him out, right? Like, there's no way you couldn't give him... Like, Jeff Molson? I don't, I don't know how this went. But when Carey Price needed an extension, Jeff Molson told Mark Bergevin, give him a blank sheet of paper and make sure he gets what he wants. Because mm-hmm. there's no way you let that guy you walk. You can't let him walk, unfortunately. Because people are saying, why would Bergevin give a goalie that contract? So imagine if they let him walk as a UFA, and then he signs in St. Louis, wins, goes back-to-back. Then they'll be like, well, Mark, he was our franchise. Why did you let him walk? You should have gave him whatever he wanted. So there's two sides of this. I think he deserved that money. And I still think, because of the athlete he is and the character he has, he can still be a very solid goalie. Mike Smith... It's not amazing, but he has those games where he is a wall. Right, but and he's, he's also forty not years old. Paid that money. The difference is, Mark, is that yeah. as a Habs fan or as a hockey fan, people are expecting Price to show up night in, night out. And when he doesn't, the fact that he gets so much hate about it it's because of his money. It's because of the money. It's not because of the play. If he was getting paid half of that, everyone would. Ex- players, players, and goalies are allowed to have bad games. That's inevitable but some players more than others, right? Yeah. There's a couple other questions. Yeah, go ahead. As long um, as they're not about franchise mode. No, they're not. Uh, one's from Liam Bauman. He says, "Where do you? what happens with Tatar and Dano next season? He says, see, do they get re-signed or not? That's tricky. I don't see them coming back. I don't think Both? Tatar's coming back. I don't think Tatar's coming back. I just don't he'll see him coming money back. somewhere else. Sorry? I think he'll get better money somewhere else. I just don't see him coming back simply because of the money. Not because they don't want him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Deneau's in a sign. I'm not saying, ugh, but like... Look, he's been he's been playing some good hockey. Yeah, but again, I'm not saying the word. I think... Near the beginning of the season, Buddy had no goals. Yeah, but I think it's because of the, the contract that was bothering him. Imagine we gave him that money. Apparently, it's not true. Really? I found it everywhere. Apparently, he was never offered that. Hmm. Um, I'd love a three-year deal for Deneau. Three years gives you the perfect amount of time for Suzuki and Kotkaniemi to become animals, and they'll be they'll be done their bridge bridge deals, right? Because Kotkaniemi gets a bridge deal this year, mm-hmm. unless he signs long term, which would be very stupid from his part, like Nathan McKinnon did. But I see Tatar walking unless he takes like a hometown discount, which he won't. Which he won't. Why would he? We have another question. Yeah, from Johnny. Yeah. He says, assuming everyone's healthy, what's your lineup going into game one of the playoffs? I don't know if he's asking lines or just who's in the lineup, but. We can do lines. Yeah. On the top of my head. Hmm. So, Dano, Tatar, Gallagher. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. Then. I'm just trying to think of where I would put Joy. At this point, he's not in my lineup going into game one. 
He's not? No, like, he realistically has to be, but I wouldn't. Okay, here's here's my line. He's not a playoff performer, and he's not a season performer. So what is he? This is what I'll say. Going into the playoffs, fresh start, Tatar Dano Gallagher, mm-hmm. Suzuki Anderson Drouin. Oh, God, okay. Kotkaniemi, Toffoli, Caulfield. Oh, baby. You'd love to see it. Stahl, Perry, Byron. Okay. I, I'm not... I don't... I Someone's got to tell Julian Anderson Suzuki, get back to that form. So I have a question, actually. Yeah. What if you get to game three of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Against the Leafs. Down 2-1 in the series. E. Yeah, you don't want that. Nope. But it's a realistic, it's a realistic avenue that we might have to face. And Drouin is playing the same type of hockey that he's playing now. What do you do? What are Drouin? you doing? What are you doing, Dom? There's just you just put him on the fourth line. There's a, you just cut his minutes. You can't take him out no. of the lineup. Okay, good comment. Now be realistic, because that's not <laughs> happening. I just, I just don't see him getting taken out of the lineup. No, neither do I. He's playing horrible hockey, yet he's playing 17 minutes. So there's no way he goes from that to healthy scratch. Because the last coach who put Tatar on the, in the rafters or in the press box got fired. And now people are looking back at it. Oh my God, I can't believe he put Tatar as a healthy scratch. Look at him now. Yeah, well, maybe that's because of that, right? Who knows? I don't think so. You never know. It's a wake-up call. I think the wake-up call was a change of coach. Not being scratched. Yeah, that's definitely... Anyways, uh, if Julian's listening, wake up, kiddo. We need you. Because you're making... If we go back to the money, he's making a lot of money. And he's not producing. How many assists does he have? 20? 22? Two goals? Are we talking about Julian right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think we always talk about Joy. Uh, one more question. Wait, before we go on, I just want to say this. Did you hear what Joy said when someone mentioned, why aren't you scoring? So they said, oh, you're... Sh-. something revolving around He that. said, when I got a wrist injury, he goes, it hasn't... It's healed, but it hasn't felt the same. When did he ever... When, when was his wrist injury? Last season? When Ovechkin completely took him out. Oh. (laughs) So he says that in front of Montreal media. What do you expect to come out of that? I'm sure he left that little press room and someone told him, what did you just do? (laughs) Because Mark Bergevin now is in his office. Let's say in a year. I say, you know what? Enough with Joe. I'm moving on from him. Yeah, because now how are you going to trade him with a lingering injury? You call someone... You say, oh, I want this guy. I'll give you Drouin. The nope. guy says... He's injured. He's nope. inj- injured. He's injury prone. Well, apparently it's healed, but the kid doesn't feel all right. So why would I want him? Yeah. He has a muffin. He For shoots sure. muffins. <laughs> Literally. Did you see his breakaway a few games ago? Walks in on Hellebuck. Absolute muffin in the slot. Right here. Easy save. Sad. Sad. Like, what happened? Like, I don't... So, I don't know if Jason <laughs> is talking about this coming season. Yeah. But he says, I don't know if he said should or will, but he said, 
I'll just say should. Should the Habs take a run at Stamkos in the offseason? Now, I don't know if he's joking because we don't even have the money. I don't want another LTI, LTIR player, if I'm being honest. Oh, he's so good, though. But yeah, he ends up on oh, he gets IR every season. And it sucks because that's one player that I would have loved to see healthy throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. Steven Stamkos. I think he's still top 10 in scoring in the past 10 seasons. He's incredible. He's just too injury prone. Yeah, it's too bad. And then what direction are you going in if you get a guy like Steven Stamkos? Right? Already people are complaining that Bergevin should have just rebuilt. But I don't know where we stand. We're in such a such an unfortunate situation. I don't think it's unfortunate. I just think it's on the players. It's time for them to take it into their own hands and say, look, if we want to play playoff hockey, it's up to us. It's not the guy in the lodge making trades. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's you guys. But I have a question. Because yeah. you look at a guy like Jacob Verana, who just got traded to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Absolute fleece by Detroit, by the way. Well, no. Anthony Mantha will thrive in an offensive system. Yeah, but Jacob Verana, they never gave him the minutes. And when they did, he also did thrive in their system. Kind of reminds me of someone on the Habs who doesn't get minutes he deserves. But I don't know if you're talking about Kakiyemi. Definitely not the same player, but I see what you're no, saying. No, but no, no. But Jacob Verana, over over his career in Washington, averaged about 14 and a half minutes a game. Now he's a top six forward, right? We can both agree that agree on that. Yeah. Top six. Yeah. Borderline top nine, but I'd put borderline. him in my top six. I'd put him in my top six. Top six. So with that being said, right? Yeah. Now he's in a different environment and not a great environment, but a new environment in Detroit. So my question to you is certain coaches choose certain players that they like and dislike. Mm-hmm. Now, Verano wasn't very liked by management in Washington, but now he's getting the chance in Detroit and he, he looks, you know, a little amped up and to prove himself. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just wondering We've never seen Dom Ducharme yet really bench anyone except for Victor Mete. Right? Oh, we're going to talk about him after. Okay. But my question is, is like, this team has been inconsistent, right? We know that. So you have to do something to change the pace. And he hasn't. He just switched up the lines every game randomly. And look, I'm not going to blame Ducharme now, but... It's, just, it's not like it's just Drouin. Like, he's playing bad. We know that. Yeah. But everyone is just on and off. Josh Anderson was flying against the Leafs. Then against Calgary, not there. Toffoli, not there. There's just, they're just guys who just show up when they want. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's, that's just truthfully the problem. Want to talk about Mete? Yeah, sure. All right. Victor Mete, for me, him leaving, was, and I know this might be a stretch to some, but for me, it was the hardest thing to digest. He's such a likable player. Like, I can go back to, like, when Subban was traded, I was like, okay. It only hit me really when he returned to Montreal. 
in his first yeah. against Nat. Like that's very. I'm true. not gonna lie. I was crying a little bit because I only started watching hockey in about 2010, 2011. Okay. Well, I say only, but I mean a lot of people were into mm-hmm. hockey a lot before then. But and that's when he really changed the game. I'd say for Montreal, like that's when things just started to shift. Yeah. Like, what look, I mean um... by that is that he brought such a he brought such a dominant character. Yeah. Not only to the locker room, but to the ice. But I'm just saying, pers- like as a kid, I was super sad when Saku Koivu left. Mm-hmm. He was my idol or whatever. Um, <laughs> or whatever. But I, no, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was also a, a child and I didn't understand the business of hockey. Mm-hmm. When Subban was traded, I said, well, new direction. For me, that was Mike Camilleri. Yeah, I was sad about Mike Camilleri till I heard what he said about the Habs. He was talking trash. So Mike kind of deserved being traded mid-game. That's so tough. I like I like Camilleri, though. Yeah. But Victor Mete, then I see on Instagram, man, the posts, the videos. Yeah. It's just... Because I think as a ha- as Habs fans, Kotkaniemi is... Protect Kotkaniemi at all costs. He's our boy. Every Habs fan will say it. He's our guy. Because he's just... He's just young. He barely knew the language. Mm-hmm. And he's just so likable. And Victor Mete was the guy that brought him to where he is. Taught him the language. Taught him the slang. Have you ever seen the video of, of Kakanyemi and Mete in the... The hotel room? No, in the um, Tim Hortons drive through Oh, yeah. That's a good video. <laughs> that was really funny. That was like on Habs TV, right? Yeah. On YouTube? Yeah. It's so funny. It's just it's like... Like Mete was like, these are ice caps, and yeah, yeah. everyone gets them around here. It was really funny. <laughs> it's just there's something about Victor Mete. I don't know. I'm, that's one it's, guy. It's just purely like he never did anything. Like he never did anything wrong. I'm not like not play wise, but I'm just saying no, no, he, he was, was just he was yeah. just a quiet guy that everyone liked. It's more of the relationship he had with Kotkaniemi that bothers me. Yeah, and it hurts. I know it's a business. Mm-hmm. But as a Habs fan, it's going to take a while to get used to Victor Mete not being on the team. And But for him, like for the player, which is the most important, I think this is the best for him to be on the Ottawa Senators. He's going to get minutes. Team, a young team, he's going to get minutes. And they able. can develop him. They could. Yeah. He's, still, he's 22. And I wouldn't even be mad if he becomes a top four defenseman. I would be happy for him. Exactly. But I just don't think that the Habs treated him properly. They didn't. I don't I don't believe that he had a good relationship with management, not because of anything he did. I just don't think like well, with look, the trade he went, rumors. He went from playing first pairing to Weber to healthy scratch. Yeah. I don't blame him. How can you why would you like that situation? It's because they rushed him. They needed a guy with Weber and they put the kid and he played well, but he couldn't score. He had a great World Juniors too. Yeah. Whatever. It is what it is. Whatever. Victor Mete, if you're listening, thank you for what you did. I wish you the best of luck. Any more questions before we end it off? I don't believe so. We're reaching the 45-minute mark in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go with uh, our predictions for tonight? 6 p.m. start. Oh my God. It, Centre Belle. I swear, Mark, it gets harder and harder to predict an outcome every night. Every night, it becomes harder. <laughs> I've never got one right. You got one right. I I think I just have to make my prediction a little bit less 
I mean, more realistic because at the end of the day, oh, imagine I hit that Kulak. Imagine. I imagine. Hit... <laughs> I think Last I... goalie scored was 2019. You want to, you want to hear? Yeah, cra- 2018. You want to hear what's crazy? Was it? It was 95 games. Oh my. But you want to hear what's crazy? Is that, well, what's funny actually is that last episode, my prediction was Victor Mete goal. <laughs> the next day, he's on waivers. Poor guy. I felt so bad. Anyway. And did you see, sorry. Yeah. Did you see his last clip as a Montreal Canadian? No. He was picking oh, up Oh, picking pucks. up pucks at practice. Poor guy. Anyway. Could you imagine? Hey, pick up the pucks. You're off to Ottawa. And you're playing tonight. God. And we'll see him tomorrow night. Oh, or yeah. tomorrow afternoon. Well, we don't know knows? when the game is. Who knows? I guess, I guess my prediction is going to be... I'm not going to give the saves, but I'll go with a Jake Allen shutout. The S word has been said. That I did that first episode too. Yeah. Almost. We won though. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go with a, like, I think this is pretty good, but Shea Weber. Oh, God, stop. Power stop, play goal. Stop, stop, stop. Shea, Shea Weber, Weber, power play goal. Markstrom, get ready. If it hits the net. 110 miles per hour. It's All coming. All-star game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's coming. All-star game at the Bell Center. Anyway. I think that's what's going to happen. Will Mendelssohn says, back-to-back dubs this weekend. I like it. I, I wish. I hope. I wish. But, the Habs, but, but then Habs fans are going to have a parade. We can't I'd have that. a parade. I'd plan it. St. Catherine, get ready. Block the streets. We'll call it the consistency parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they did go on a little run. They had three wins oh, in a row. Wow. Then they went to Toronto. And got smacked. <laughs> well, they did beat the Leafs. Yeah. Jack Campbell got, got pulled last Lit night. Lit up last night, yeah. It was against Winnipeg, right? Mm-hmm. What if Winnipeg wins the division? I know we're we're at the end of the episode, but that would be crazy. That'd be crazy. They're a great team. I don't think they will, though. I think Toronto. They're one piece team. away on defense, in my opinion. Yeah, Kevin Shovel, day off man. He had they one job. Anything. He had one job. Get that and top there four so defenseman. Many defensemen that he could have grabbed. Trade your first rounder. Trade it. Yeah, they're what are good you enough for. Right now? Yeah, I agree. Like, you have that top four defenseman. Your team changes completely. Their top, their top six is so good. I don't understand. Even in Edmonton, what were they doing? Dmitry Kulikov. Who went like, and got him? Was it the Jets? No. No, Edmonton. Yeah. Whatever. Come on, Ken Holland. And yeah, Ken Holland was in like an. You have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle in their prime, and you're acquiring Dmitry Kulikov. Mm. And you know what he said? Apparently, he said at the uh, press conference, I don't want to redo what happened last trade deadline. Which was? Andreas Athanasiu. Okay. And he let him walk. <laughs> so, he had one bad trade deadline, trade deadline, and now for the rest of his career, he's going to say, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm scared. Like, That's... what's wrong with these people? Yeah, I don't know. You have, you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like, yeah. Just build add around a few them. more pieces and call Whatever. it a day, right? It's not my problem. Our problem is consistency. Don't say that I, word. I'm I can't even say it, it anymore. I, I'm done with it. I feel like I can't say it. Let's just hope for the best. I've said it so often. Tonight. 
All right. Well, that's going to be the end of the episode. We thank you for joining us, those on the live. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys.